Hi there, Bulldogs. Welcome to Career Chat. This is Kylie, your host, an alumnus of DeSales University and a former career ambassador. I am super excited to be hosting this podcast to help provide all of you guys with valuable information relating to career development. Prepare to hear from our professional staff, students, and DeSales professors as we help you explore your interests, develop your skills, and implement a plan for a fruitful career in the future. With that being said, let's get started with this week's episode. Alrighty, Kelsey, thank you so much for joining me. I know currently it is October 29th. We're super close to Halloween. It is pouring outside like it does in Pennsylvania for half of the year, Um, but I'm so happy to be Zooming in with you. Hi, thank you for having me, Kylie. I'm excited to talk to you today about this. Awesome. So why don't you tell everyone listening, I know I've known you since you started at the sales. Um, we were in chemistry together um, and it was such a good time. Uh, but why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about yourself, maybe where you came from and kind of what your bright future looks like? Yeah, so I actually grew up in a very small little country town. My graduating class in high school was 142 students, so very tiny. Um, I was kind of hoping to emanate that in my college life as well. So I felt that coming to DeSales was like, it was very community oriented and I loved that. So I am now a junior at DeSales and I am studying medical studies in hopes of becoming a physician assistant one day. And right now I'm currently working as a medication technician and I'm hoping, yes, I'm just hoping that everything kind of lines up and I have the experience that I need for PA school and eventually my future career. Awesome. Do you know what kind of PA you want to be or you have any ideas, maybe some career paths that are interesting you? Yes. As of right now, I'm pretty sure I have my heart set on maternal health. Yes. Family, something involving the family. And I just, I have an inkling towards maternal health. Um, I'm open to anything. I know rotations will change, you know, my pathway or my Mm -hmm. thinking, but I think I have my heart set on maternal health right now. That's so, so awesome. Oh my gosh. And I can see, I can see you in that field too. So what we're here to talk a little bit about is stress. Stress is such a big topic and just, you know, I feel like everyone's stressed right now. And I feel like especially having known you kind of as you, I don't want to say grown up because I'm like not that much older than you, but I guess like moved through your academic career. I guess that's a more professional way of saying it. Um, we've gone through some stress together and definitely not just academic stress, just life stress. Um, but what do you think are some major stressors that students often like experience when, when they're starting college? Yeah. So like you said, you have watched me grown up. You have mentored me through more things than you've realized. Trust me. (laughs) Um, but I think when we come to college, students aren't necessarily ready to be apart from their parents for the first time. That is a huge, that was my initial shock, I think, coming to school that might have played into my stress a little bit. Um, You're also living with a roommate for the first time for most people. You know, you're living with this random person that you might not have ever met before. And on top of that, you're trying to re-find your identity. We have already established ourselves from high school and you're just kind of trying to find your niche here in college, what you want to get involved in, what kind of clubs you want to participate in, what you want people to know about you. 
And I think that's really hard for people to kind of restart over once you feel like you've known yourself for so long. And in addition to like finding yourself again, you're thrown into a very rigorous course load. And Mm -hmm. I think all of those factors added together can lead to a lot of mental health issues and stress that um, we kind of need to be prepared for. Yeah. I think too, like, when I started college, I started at a really big university. And I think it was like so terrifying because I walked on campus and like immediately there was like 20,000 people. <laughs> like when I like, like the campus population of the university I went to was literally like thousands of people. And I think it was just like so, so terrifying because like not only do you have the stress of like meeting people but then it's like there's so many people who like who are your people there's too many to try to figure out who who your people are exactly financially too like you're in charge of most of your finances especially if you live at school I don't know what a bank is like I didn't know how to use like my credit card or anything like that Yes, exactly. It's definitely an adjustment period. And that kind of goes along with moving away from your parents. They might have raised you to be very independent. You know, you cooked, you cleaned, you did your own laundry, but it's the little things you don't think about. How do I withdraw money from an ATM? How do I write a check for my textbooks in the bookstore? Like just little things that you don't think of that you have to figure out as you go. So what specifically was your experience like when you started college? Um, So I moved in freshman year and I had actually talked to my roommate throughout the summer. So although it was an adjustment to live together for the first time, we had already kind of conversed and we had talked all summer and we kind of knew each other a little bit. So moving in freshman year was fun. We had a lot of fun our first few days until college started and we had to get into our routine. Um, But it was very difficult to kind of live with someone who very closely aligned your college schedule. I felt like we did a lot of comparing. So I think that's where my anxiety and mental health might have started, just kind of getting adjusted to that and trying to find myself as my own person. But overall, college in the beginning started well. I worked tirelessly on school, on my schoolwork, and I just had to kind of slowly incorporate the extracurriculars that I now do. And I think that really helped me just evolve and kind of get out of the stressful stages of my life. And like I said, just the adjustment period was the hardest part to get used to. I think like a hard thing too, going back to what you mentioned about like having someone who's like in a similar program or something like that. I think that can be hard. I think that there's a place and I think people find a lot of really great best friends in programs that are similar majors. But the issue is, is kind of, it's good to separate yourself when you're constantly being surrounded by the pressure of academics or even someone who's in the same academic program as you that can be hard. I mean, my roommate was an English major and it was the most beautiful thing because like when I came home, she knew absolutely nothing about biology and she was just straight up chilling, reading her books. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I don't feel like I need to like perform or like, we're not like studying for the same tests or anything. So I think like that really helps because it kind of takes you it allows you to take your mind off of school for a little bit. You know, like you're always in school, you're always thinking about school, but when you're at home and you're away from that 
kind of area. Like it's nice to just be like, okay, I'm a human being who does things outside of school. Yes. Absolutely. That's hard to realize. I feel like when you're a freshman, I feel like a lot of the times it's like, I need to study all the time because I need to do well. Yes. If you're like type A and which is like literally my life. (laughs) So it's like, you never feel like you study enough. But the thing is, is like, if you don't take breaks, you're literally going to burn out in like your first month of school, which is what happened to me. Yes, absolutely. Me too. And it was just hard to kind of get past that and, you know, evolve from that burnout and try to incorporate things that I knew would make me happy and also benefit the sales community as well. And just kind of finding out for myself that I was more than a student. I could be a leader on campus. I could be, you know, a participant in this club. I can make a difference in this person's life, just more than school. And I think that was kind of, like I said, just the part we had to get past. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I think too, like, especially with, um, you're in the BS to PA program. Is that yeah. like what it's considered? Programs like that. And even like there's affiliation ag- agreements with like medical schools and stuff. Like it's hard because you're putting such a responsibility on yourself to, to keep up academically, but you're also kind of like trying to be a human being. And so like, I give kudos to every single person that's doing that because I mean, like I'm applying to medical school and it's, it's a different kind of pressure because I don't have the pressure of like, by the end of this semester, I need to keep a certain grade. Like I don't have that, that pressure. I mean, like ultimately I need like a certain GPA at the end, but I don't have like this semester by semester panic of like, oh my gosh, I need to keep this certain grade average. And I just like every semester, I just like feel, I feel so hard for like all of the free PA students, just like, like just that pressure. And so I'm sure that's an added weight that you have on your shoulders too. Absolutely. Absolutely. The pressure of just, you know, doing well because you have to, you have no choice. There's no leeway really, mm-hmm. but um, there are ways to do it. We have all figured out our ways to do it and we're making it. So, but yes, the pressure is just immense, but you get used to it. <laughs> yeah. So how has, do you think, and I guess you kind of mentioned this with you adapting, but how has your mental health evolved over the your years in college thus far? So I would definitely say that freshman year was the worst, just getting used to my new life here at DeSales. It was, it was very difficult as it is for any um, college student or any student or person really moving into a new situation. Um, I would say sophomore year, I started to really feel the pressure of, like you said, the certain grade point average that I needed at the end of each semester in some very difficult classes, very difficult classes. But um, now that I'm in my junior year, I feel as if I've combated all those stressors and I have things down to a science now. I have figured out what works for me. I have figured out what doesn't. Um, I just, a lot of self-control, um, that's all it really takes is just knowing what you need to do and when and staying busy, but staying on top of your schedule and organized. No. And I think you really set yourself up for success kind of with like learning. And the, and the thing is too, is like freshman year, I mean, everyone has a different freshman year. I mean, like my, my roommate's freshman year, she would say it was like the best year ever probably. And so it really does depend on the person, but I think kind of the 
the rule to take away from it is you kind of have to adapt to every situation coming at you. Um, and it really means you have to stay quick on your feet. Um, yeah. so, and like mentally, I guess too. So like you got to stay quick with your, your thinking and like how you take care of yourself. And that can be difficult because as a freshman, you may not be aware of all the resources, but I feel like the sales for the most part does a really great job at kind of making sure that the resources are known. I mean, like I worked in PACE my senior year. I'm like, oh my gosh, like when we did the program at the beginning of the year um, on like uh, alcohol awareness, like I was like, this is a great idea. Like now, like they know, like they see faces. It's not just like, oh, this is the office. Like that's it. Like these are just like faceless people like, no, this is who can help you out. And yeah. I think that's really, really valuable and something that I appreciate to sales for doing because I think it helps students be more of aware of kind of what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, just having the resources on campus advertised, I guess, if you want to put it that way, mm-hmm. has helped a lot of students. I know that for a fact, I've seen it firsthand. So to sales really has done a lot um, in terms of combating mental health for a lot of their students, which I'm so thankful for. So kind of moving on to kind of, I guess, looking back, I mean, obviously hindsight is 2020. And I say that a lot because I know if I was looking back on my college career, there's so many things I would, I would go back and change. But what is something that you wish you knew either about your mental health or kind of otherwise just in general about like the college experience? What was something you knew, we wish you knew before you started college? I would say the main thing is that it can happen to anybody. And at any point in time, I did not struggle at all through high school. I felt like I was very established and I knew myself personally. And when I got here, things just kind of dispersed a little bit and I didn't really know what I was doing at first. Yeah. So I think just knowing that it can happen to anybody at any time and kind of being aware of that. And if you feel like you're struggling, you need to reach out to somebody. It's nothing that you should ever have to handle alone. And thankfully, we are both on a campus that has such caring professors. I have utilized the Counseling Center before, which I am never ashamed to say. That is Shout out to Wendy and Denise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they have been huge, huge in helping um, my peers as as well as me Mm -hmm. just, you know, adapt to college and the life that we now live here. But as you know, personally as well, a lot of the professors that we're taking classes with, if you go in and sit in their in their office and kind of elaborate on what you're going through as a person, they will never turn you down. They mm-hmm. do care about you. They care about you as a person as well as your academic career. So just finding, I guess, your your people on campus, as well as never being afraid to reach out to somebody that you know will listen. Yeah, I think too, like people think that professors are really just like out to get them. Like they're just out to make like the class terrible and hard and like, that's it. And like, that couldn't be so far from the truth. Like, it's just one of those things where when I started to sales, I introduced myself to as many of the professors as I could. And they were all literally so nice. I was kind of confused because I'd come from a big school where professors are not nice and they do not care about the students. And it was very much a sink or swim kind of mentality. And I came here and I was like, oh, like they care. And I would tell them like little things that were going on and they would like check up on it. So like my mom, my mom got surgery in 2019 in October. And like, 
some of my professors just like emailed me and was like, Hey, how's she doing? Like, what? Like professors I didn't even have currently. I was like, what's going on? Like they actually care. And they will refer you to like so many good resources and they will go to bat for you for literally anything. They've written, you know, personal, not personal statements, letters of recommendation for me. And, you know, they're really willing to do anything to help us succeed. Absolutely. Yeah. I know I had one mentor, which you also had Dr. G has been huge, huge in my life, which I'm so thankful for her. But I remember second semester, sophomore year, I had failed my very first college exam and I was dealing with it mentally. I I was like, okay, we need to come back from this. We need to figure out what works. And I had talked to Dr. G, just a casual conversation. I went into her office. She said, how are you doing? And I told her, you know, I failed my very first college exam, my very first science exam too. And she's like, I know how you feel. As a woman in STEM, you feel like the first time you get a failed grade or maybe your experiment didn't work out the way you wanted it to, Mm -hmm. you feel like, oh no, everybody's figured me out. Everybody knows now that I am not supposed to be here, that I do not deserve to be here, that I have not worked hard enough to be here. And it is very mentally taxing, but she said every single woman who is in STEM has overcome those obstacles and have moved on and it worked out for them. But she said it's very, it's, it was kind of nice to hear from her who it, she's such a successful and amazing professor here at DeSales that, you know, even the best people and our role models here have gone through the same things that we have as undergrad mm-hmm. students. And it just makes you feel like you have so much closer of a personal relationship with your professors. So I'm very thankful for her. I love Dr. G. I love her. I remember (laughs) like I first met her when I came here and I was like, listen, I'm a transfer. I have absolutely no idea what I want to do, but I think I want to go to medical school. And she goes, okay, well, go to medical school. And I said, all right. (laughs) And like, it was just one of those things where like, I felt like I didn't have the confidence to like say it out loud. Um, So like when I started, I was like, I think I'm pursuing a pre-med. And then I was like, no, she was like, no, say it. Like, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to go to medical school. And like Dr. Slee, I've sat in his office for like such a long time, just trying to learn cell bio. And he just sits there and explains the same thing to me like 12 different times. And I'm like, thank you for being a good human. (laughs) So it's just like, they really all care and they're willing to do whatever they can to help. And I feel like as a freshman, people don't utilize their like the resources enough. I mean, I'm forming those like early relationships with the professors can really, really help. And then, you know, they become really great mentors later on. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so kind of moving on, what advice do you have for any students who either may be struggling with like academics, mental health, anything stress related, which is literally college just stress sometimes in general, but what advice do you have for any students who may be having a difficult time? Um, so I've already kind of highlighted the idea between, or of like finding your professional people, you know, your mm-hmm. professors. I know the Career Development Center has been huge for me, just mm-hmm. having those pro staff ladies to go to, and they're always willing to care and listen. Um, but just finding your people here, as soon as you find, as long as you know in your heart and in your head that things will get better, they will. They really will. You'll find your people here. You will find your routine. You will find yourself. And all of those things, it really does 
just get better. That's all mm-hmm. I can really say is just keep working hard. Don't give up. Um, pursue your dreams. Do what's going to make you happy, no matter what that is. And just make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that will always encourage you and kind of help you and aid you to those goals. Mm-hmm. And not everyone has to be your best friend, you know? I feel like a lot of times, like, you come to college and you think, like, I want to be really close to every single person I meet. And, like, that's just, A, not possible. And, like, I know, especially as a commuter, too, I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to be, like, best friends and, like, super-duper close with everyone. And that's not not how friendships work, you know? And, but that doesn't mean you can't be really good friends with people. I mean, there's so many people on campus that like I pass them and, you know, like they all say hi to me. They'll text me randomly and just like check up on things. So, you know, there's so many people you meet and it's just so, so important to realize that like you have a support system, you know, whether it's, it's a combination of like your friends, your family, the professors here, but also the people you meet along the way. No one here that I have met has ever been even an ounce of competitive. And I think that has been so, so helpful because when someone does well, we celebrate their accomplishments. We're not like, oh, like you did better than me or anything. Like, I feel like it's very much like a very uplifting environment. So, you know, just make sure that you have that support system in place and know that there are people out there to be a part of that support system. Yes. And going off of what you said, I, in the beginning, I felt so busy here at Mm -hmm. school that I felt like, oh, how am I ever going to establish such strong friendships that I'm seeing people form? And you wouldn't believe how many people that you will meet and do care about you no matter how distant. We've been friends for how long? Three years now. Oh my gosh. Are in three different walks of life, but I know that if I ever need anything that I can call you and, you know, we can meet up or we can vent or do whatever we need to, I just know like you're always there for me and everybody has those people here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it's just about finding your people and it's okay if it takes time because they're important people, you know, like you're not going to pick like the first person you see and be like, yes, you're, you're it. And then you like know absolutely nothing about the person. And then you're just like, oh, never mind. (laughs) But moving on, um, sort of, I'd love to move into a little bit, a brief conversation about grades and mental health. Um, I know that we have very strong feelings about this. <laughs> I think that a lot of people, um, and very notoriously in STEM fields, uh, people feel as if their mental health is very tied closely to grades. Um, personally, I think that grades do not always measure knowledge. I think they measure how well you can take a test. And I think that was a really important thing for me to realize. Um, I think that, you know, some people are just better test takers than others. And if you're not a great test taker, I am not. I'm not a good test taker. Let me tell you, I stress out. It's a bad time. <laughs> but, you know, you get through it. And I know I know things. Like if someone were to ask me about carbohydrates, I would be like, oh, yeah, they're this, 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 and this. But if I take a test on them, like I can't guarantee that I'm going to do amazingly. Yes, I absolutely agree with what you said. It's just like you said in the beginning, it's just the pressure of grades, I guess, and Mm -hmm. making sure that no matter what you get on a certain test to kind of overcome that and stay confident in yourself. It's so easy for you to get a grade back and be like, oh, this isn't what I wanted and just go in a downhill spiral from there. It is a constant 
picking yourself back up. Yeah. I think it's just in general, you fall, you get back up. You fall twice, you get back up three times. Mm-hmm. There's just no stopping it, I guess. And you just have to persevere. It's very easy to let grades kind of weigh in on your mental health. But like you said, grades aren't everything. Make sure that you're still being a person. Make sure you're still getting involved on campus, doing something that you love every single day. Um, and that will kind of help your grades too, in a sense. I think yeah. kind of both benefit. When I spent more time on myself and like my mental health and doing things that made me happy, my grades got better, even though I was spending less time studying. Yes. And don't fall into the statistics that say that like if you do bad on the first test, you're going to do bad on the second. I very much do not believe in that. I am telling you, you can do significantly better on the se- second test as long as you are willing to change your habits. So yeah. that's the key point. Like if you're going to do the same thing over again, then of course you're going to have similar results. But if you're willing to completely look at the situation and be like, oh, I didn't do great on the first test. So what do I need to do? Well, maybe I should try studying this way instead. And it works. It's going to be so much better. You're going to do better. So don't, I, I just remember hearing that one time and I was like, this is not true. Like it's not. everyone has the opportunity to change and readapt and I feel like people don't give themselves enough credit for that you know yes and as college students we are still people there are outside factors that will weigh in on maybe not getting the best score on a test maybe Mm -hmm. you have a family issue or something um but not everything your grades do not define you whatsoever Mm -hmm. and there is always room for you to evolve and to improve always room So kind of moving on to uh, the last topic that I wanted to touch upon um, and one that has affected all of us is uh, COVID-19. So I know we have different experiences because you're on campus. I'm post-graduation, so I'm in a weird spot where I'm still taking a class and doing the podcast, obviously, but I'm not, I'm not living into sales, but how, how do you think COVID-19 has kind of impacted like the student population in terms of like your mental health? Yeah, that's a very big question right now. And I see this um, not just so much on campus, but everywhere is just how COVID is impacting mental health worldwide. Um, One thing I would say is we are all so grateful to be back on campus and to, you know, get back into a routine that we can appreciate, but it, uh, it is difficult. We are not allowed to be in other people's dorms. So make, it makes it hard to see your friends and be close to them again. Overall, we're just, you know, plugging through. We're trying to get through the end of the semester and keep our spirits high, knowing that anything can change at any point. Um, but I think we're just on a whole, very grateful to be back on campus, but it does impact your mental health for sure. Yeah, I think too, I think I am like so, so happy just like, and I'm only taking one class and I'm just so ecstatic to be back in a classroom that I'm like, I don't care if I have to wear a mask. I don't, I don't care about anything. I'm just so happy to be learning in person. Um, and you're right. I think it does kind of, it's hard because you know, as especially people who want to go into healthcare, like we're very prominent about like public health and like all those kinds of things. But then like also your mental health isn't important and our mental health is so tied into connections. Um, it's kind of hard to ignore. Like we need connections. We need people to continue being sane people, you know? 
Yes. Um, so I, I, my heart goes out for everyone, especially during these times who have been struggling because I can't even imagine what it, what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And I'm, I'm not sure exactly how you feel about this, but as I begin to, you know, get into the actual study of medicine, I see as of right now, if you are struggling with your mental health, you go to your PCP or your family doctor, you know, just get the help you need in that route. Um, but I see this becoming a much bigger problem post COVID. I see this becoming almost a specialty that mm-hmm. we will have eventually in the field of medicine, which is huge. That's why um, I think it's so crucial that we draw attention to it now and we learn as much as we can about it now. Yeah. And I think too, like, I think it's just going to change the way we interact with people, you know, like it's not, it's not going to be the same, um, which is kind of scary because, you know, we're so used to do like for the entire time I've been alive, like you hug everyone you meet, even if you don't know them. Um, I mean, that's how my family is and my family's big huggers. (laughs) Yes. But like, so it's, it's a really weird thought to be like, Oh, like now I just don't hug every random person I meet. And like with like, even a more professional sense, like, do I shake people's hands? Like when I go to interviews, like are interviews ever going to be in person again? Um, so there's kind of a lot of factors and I feel like it's really going to take a lot of time of us like exploring and seeing what's right for us. I think the one thing that has come out of all this is that we've really been doing a lot of self-exploration because we haven't like, what else are we going to do? Like, we can't just like, lay here and be like no we can't talk to people and like that's it um you we really have to learn kind of how to adapt and overcome which is why there's like zoom parties and like all that kind of stuff I feel like I FaceTime my friends like so much more than I used to um and I'm like texting them all the time which is kind of bad because now I'm like tied to my phone a lot more than I used to be um which I guess is a, a well is a bad thing but um I feel connected in different ways now. Um, it's definitely something that I think we'll be exploring in the future is kind of how we stay connected to people and how we feel as if, you know, like our connections are, are true. Um, I feel like so much can be like misconstrued over like technology. Um, so I, I worry about like people forming connections, like just via technology and then like being like, what is it actually like in a non COVID world? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's something that it might take a little bit for us to get back to, but I think there's so many benefits to this new whole virtual aspect of everything. There's so much more we can do now online, which is mm-hmm. fascinating. So COVID, although it might have brought some, you know, sadness and, you know, just great changes in everything and the way everything operates, I think there's also so many benefits. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So kind of wrapping up, what are some resources that you would like to highlight in terms of uh, helping with mental health, just maybe helping with the college experience as a whole? I would definitely say that if you are a college student and you find yourself, you know, even struggling just a tiny bit, utilize your campus counseling center. They Mm -hmm. 
really do work their magic down there. They're going to, you know, give you tips and tricks to kind of combat whatever you're going through at the moment. They have probably seen everything down there. So there's nothing that you can bring to them that they won't have any experience on. So just make sure you're utilizing any resource that you have available to you. You should never have to go through anything alone, especially during COVID and during college, if you're you know, struggling with your mental health, absolutely do not feel that you need to bear that burden by yourself because you do not. There are so many people on campus that are willing to help you and you are just never alone. And I think actually DeSales portrays that perfectly. We are such a tight-knit community that you do not feel alone ever. Awesome. Well, Kelsey, thank you so, so much. I appreciate you sharing everything. And as always, I appreciate your friendship and, you know, all the advice that you give. I feel like you're very well versed in um, how you speak about all of this. And I just, I appreciate you very much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was very informational and I hope that people can just benefit from our experiences as friends and as college students and, you know, just young people in general trying to find their way. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I'd love to thank Kelsey. She is such an amazing person and such a wonderful addition to the DeSales community. Um, she has a wonderful story, and I'm just so excited that you all got to hear it. Next, I want to remind all of you guys that although the semester is almost over, other than finals, um, make sure you take some time for yourself. Um, I know we always say check in on your loved ones, check in on your friends and family, but make sure you're checking in on yourself and kind of do some self-reflection. You know, I think during the holidays, there's so many things that are so overwhelming and I think we kind of lose sight of whether or not we're checking in with ourselves. So make sure you do some self-care and just some self-reflection over this holiday break. We're going to continue rolling over the Christmas and holiday break uh, with all of the episodes so next week you'll hear from Carla and the week following it'll be me again so with that being said though I hope you guys have a very very happy Thanksgiving and please please stay safe <laughs>